San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Maddox. Live out of Texas, tier liquor store number three. Lots of samples out here, free samples at that. We've got some Knob Creek, uh, Cocoa Sky Coconut Cream Liqueur you could sample. There's free samples. Rudy J just walked in the door because, well, there's there's free there's samples. samples. Absolutely. Right now, though, let's talk with John McClain, the general. Great NFL uh, columnist and, and writer for the Houston Chronicle, NFL Hall of Fame voter. John, we missed you last week while we were uh, over in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl, and, and a lot to get into, but we just had on Don Vanetta from ESPN, who wrote the article about the settlement the Cowboys made with four cheerleaders, talking about his enterprising uh, reporting, and I imagine you've uh, dealt with Rich Dalrymple a number of times throughout your career covering the NFL. What do you make of the story that's coming out of Dallas? Well, first of all, I've known Rich Dalrymple for decades, never heard, suspected anything like that. And he says it's not true. And they say they launched an investigation and it's not true. And somebody's out to get him, just like they were out to get John Gruden, because the story said a former executive called ESPN. So I hope it's not true. And the part that bothers me the most some Yahoo on Facebook says he saw Rich Dalrymple taking pictures up Jerry's daughter's skirt, and that is preposterous. Rich knows a live feed is going on on the draft room. He was in the corner. I watched the video. She's wearing a tight skirt. He wasn't even close enough to do it, and ESPN ran that just because some guy claimed it was true, and that really bothered me. Well, it really bothers me, too, John, when you're talking about one guy out of the thousands that were watching that live stream. And there had to be thousands because of just the way the Cowboys are. So I agree with you. For them to run that particular part, the cheerleaders, that's one thing. Okay, I get that maybe because there was a settlement. But the whole upskirt thing just kind of was unnecessary, in my, my opinion. Absolutely. Unnecessary is a great way to put it. I'm embarrassed for ESPN. And I'll tell you something else. If Jerry Jones thought there was an ounce of truth to that, yep. Rich Dalrymple would have been gone in 2015, and he might have disappeared forever if you get <laughs> Well, that's it. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to fire you, kick your ass again, and then Fish throw you food. off the yacht. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a very, very, very bizarre story. John, as we shift attention to the Houston Texans, the Deshaun Watson situation is, I, I would think, there's got to be something starting to develop. Let's start on the legal side. When do you think that part gets cleared up and then he could end up finding who his new team is going to be? First of all, there was a report that he's considering Minnesota. That's ridiculous. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins with one of the largest cap hits in the league, and Watson's going to make $35 million next year. They're not going to have both those guys on the same team. Are they going to cut Cousins? No. Uh, the Texans want Cousins? No. Now, Tampa, I could see Tampa being interested. I do not think they would trade him to Tampa because if, if Watson said, I'll go to Tampa nowhere else, they could say, well, we'll cut you and you'll probably have to go to Detroit. 
you know, they want to get picks. I would guess Carolina, the teams that have been interested. Panthers have the sixth overall pick. Denver's is behind them. If I'm Watson, I try to get it where I can go to the Broncos. Then people say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers? I believe Aaron Rodgers will have an extension. They're doing everything he wants. Last year, all this started because they wouldn't give him the extension he wanted. Then it was leaked Adam Schefter. He might retire, creating a huge controversy. I think he'll be back with an extension, which means that uh, Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo would be the two quarter, most prominent quarterbacks to be uh, traded. And Watson still has 22 civil suits. He's supposed to get deposed next week. The plaintiff's attorney, uh, Tony Busby, can keep him for 42 hours over a period of days. Some attorneys here think, well, this means Watson will settle instead of sitting through that. But if he were going to settle, why wouldn't he already have done it? That's a great question, and I don't blame him. And you know Busby, you know him a lot better than we do, but I would assume he's going to use every minute of that 42 hours if he gets that opportunity. That's what he's told people, and and I think that it'll get settled, but I think if the league year begins March 16th, they're not going to be able to trade him then. I think this will get close to the deadline. Watson knows if he doesn't settle, if he waits for this to be played out in court, he could miss another season, possibly two more seasons, which means his career could be over. People close to him have told me he's stunned that he didn't get to play this past season. And people say, well, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid, but he wants to play. And he doesn't want to miss two seasons. So I'm thinking he'll get settled at some point. They will uh, look at the teams that are interested, take the best offer that he will approve. And since Carolina is close to his hometown in Gainesville, Georgia, and Denver, which is loaded, would seem to me the two most likely destinations because if he wanted to go back to Miami so he could live in South Florida, that team could be hit with some heavy penalties like loss of number one picks if those charges by Brian Flores, uh, the owner Stephen Ross offered 100000 a game to tank if they could be proved true. You know, that's a, a whole different twist to the situation that I don't think many people have considered. And the Texans now added to the lawsuit that Brian Flores has against the NFL and, and certain teams. Ultimately, from the Texans' standpoint, where how do they defend themselves where they had David Coley and they end up with Lovey Smith not hiring Brian Flores? What's the thought process from the Flores legal team to add in the Houston Texans other than just to add in somebody else? Well, they haven't been added yet. There was a report over the weekend on Pro Football Talk they would be. They haven't been yet, and I'm sure they will be. And Brian Flores is charging they would have hired him if not for the lawsuit, which is a crock. We were writing, I was writing and broadcasting way before the lawsuit. They were going to hire Josh McCown. He was not going to get hired, and they were hiring McCown. Then they pivoted from McCown to Lovey Smith. So um, he can argue that all he wants, and it's just not true. They had Josh McCown ready to hire. John, when you look at uh, Lovey Smith and and the way he got hired and everything that happened, and Josh McCown was a guy until, you know, public opinion switched and moved and and whatever happened there. Do you think the Texans, though, have, after saying all that, may have stumbled into a pretty good hire? They might have. And and one thing about Lovey Smith, when he was in Chicago, 
if you throw out his first year, he was 24 games over 500, fired after the 10-6 and six season, coach of the year, took the team to the Super Bowl, lost to the Colts. Then he goes to Tampa. He takes over the worst team in the league. They get the number one pick. He They draft Jameis Winston. They start him as a rookie. They improve by four games. They were 6-6 six and six at one point, and then he gets fired after a four-game improvement. And I think if he hadn't gone to the University of Illinois, he would have had a chance to get a job quicker. You know, it's not a sexy hire, but when you look at his career and how it evolved, he did really well, he did really well in Chicago. He did well enough to improve by four games in uh, Tampa, and then he got axed. And he said, I have unfinished business as a head coach in the NFL, and I use it as an example that someone's trying to go from downtown Houston to the Woodlands out I-45. They get lost on 610. They turn on 290. Then they get on the Sam Houston Tollway, and eventually they get to the Woodlands, and it all works out because they get where they were going. They just took a roundabout route. <laughs> it's kind of like Joe Reinagle's trip exactly. today out here to Texas Cheer on Highway 90 in Montgomery. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Thursday. Well, a two-part question. One, your, your overall thoughts on the way the Super Bowl was uh, uh, played out, and then the conversation immediately after with Matt Stafford. Does that get him a gold jacket? No, absolutely not. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, See that, Ryan Engel? Did you hear that, Ryan Engel? I heard it. He wasn't even the MVP. I don't. He's not going to the Super Bowl without another – I mean the Hall of Fame without at least another Super Bowl. And – it's like I don't buy Sean McVay retiring. I don't buy Aaron Donald retiring. It's just those guys know what they do when they create controversy like that. And I think their 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 egos can eat it up, and then they'll be back. Stafford had a really good game, great last drive, um, and I was happy for the Rams because they went all in. Bengals have a chance to get more, but you know what? The la- other than the Patriots, one time. No Super Bowl losers gone back other than since the Bills uh, in the early 90s. And then a Super Bowl winner, last time somebody won two in a row, the Patriots, after the 03 and 04 season. So it's hard. So the odds are we're not going to see either team in Super Bowl uh, 56. Well, odds are we probably won't see the Texans there either or the Cowboys at this <laughs> hey, point hey, in time. Hey, so. hey. Cowboys. It's offseason. It's Cowboys. Cowboys got a better chance than the Texans. <laughs> John, uh, one of the other stories that I think is going to be interesting to follow this offseason is Kyler Murray. He has deleted the Cardinals from all his social media, apparently has demanded uh, that the organization do a bunch of things, including come hell or high water, trade for C.D. Lamb. How silly and immature is that? What does he think it's he ridiculous. is? Aaron Rodgers? Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson? Uh, I don't think so. He's showing his immaturity, and I wouldn't give him a $40 million a year contract right now. I'd say come back and have a good full season. Don't fade at the end. It's like I tell Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Cliff Kingsbury wanted him. He designed the offense around him, and they gave him DeAndre Hopkins. They gave him some other weapons. They added to the defense. He needs to quit being a baby and man up. (laughs) Well said. The general, John McClain. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. John, always appreciate the insight. We'll visit next week. 
Jason, Joe, thank you guys very much. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you, John. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle.